Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Mega, mega, mega. 
a song. What a song. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. This is Rory Sauter, your host. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you had a great Memorial uh, Day weekend. Um, obviously, you know, Memorial Day is a very special time. It's a very, uh, it's a time where we uh, reflect and honor and, uh, you know, pay our great respects to um our brave soldiers and, and our military and all our veterans that, you know, fought for our freedom and, and, and you know, uh, it made it possible for us to, you know, be in existence with peace and, you know, all of this um, amazing things we can do in our country. And, you know, we have these men to thank and women uh, for being on the battlefield, you know, for, for putting their blood, sweat, and tears you know, uh, into our, into, into you know, get, get helping, uh, helping give us rights. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's unbelievable um, the amount of amazing accomplishments and unbelievable profound things our military has done for us. And uh, we are forever grateful. Um, it's, um, it's, it's really something else. It, it's quite amazing when you see all these brave heroes and heroic figures and these and unbelievable role models that, you know, just love our country so much. And, and, and they're so dedicated, you know, they're so, they're so dedicated to, um, you know, you know, fight, fight, fighting for us and, and, you know, just, just what they stand for, just, just our soldiers. I mean, just the bravery, the courage, the, the passion, the inspiration. I mean, you know, it, there, there's so much there. It's just so beautiful. Real quick. I want to have a moment of silence. Um, obviously yesterday was Memorial day. Um, and you know, I want to, I want to take a, a moment of silence to honor our great, our great military, um, the real heroes, you know, these are the, these are the true heroes of the, of our country. It's not a sports player. It's not a celebrity. It's, it's the military because if it wasn't for the military, we would not be alive. I mean, we, we, we would not, you know, have all of the great privileges we have. So, uh, I want to take a moment of silence. Um, I want to play this quick. Uh, thirty second tune uh, represents the military caps. Um, one two. Really is truly a beautiful thing, um, and you know, God bless our military. Um, they're the greatest. I want to welcome on the line. Um, we have Josh on the line. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? How's it going? Hey, I really appreciate that uh, moment of silence. There it was awesome. Thank you, man. And uh, everybody, Josh will uh, be joining us as a regular on the show. Uh, we are very grateful to have him. He has great insight, great knowledge. Um, knows a lot about the political realm and, and industry, and um, we're excited to have him. Um, and uh, as always, we got uh, Director Gianni Rodriguez Perez on the line. What's going on, my friend? How are you? How are you? How are you? Good, good, good to hear from you. Good to have you on the line. Doing well, doing well. 
Um, we have a great show today. Um, special guest, ex-Navy SEAL, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, J.D. Lee, will be, join- will be calling in and joining us. We will also be having the leaders of Blacks for Trump will be calling in uh, shortly. Uh, he was at the Nashville rally that just occurred a little while ago. He's going to tell us a little bit about that. Then we will have national security expert, political strategist, best-selling author, and entrepreneur Michael Doherty will be calling in, which we're very excited to have him on. And uh, Mike Zola will be joining us in a few minutes, as always. Um, we have, yeah, I mean, there's so many headlines, you know, tonight. Um, the big one right now, guys, is, you know, I called it last week, and a lot of us called it. Uh, Kim Jong-un had no choice uh, but to budge, like I said last week. He's going to have to come to his senses. He's going to have to, you know, uh, make a deal with Trump because Trump doesn't back down, and Trump is Trump is firm and direct, and he's, he's a, a no-bullshitter. And, and Kim Jong-un, you know, sees that, and Kim Jong-un tried to play with him and tried to, uh, you know, c- call his bluff in a way, and then Trump wasn't falling for it. And Kim Jong-un runs back to the table. Here we go. Your thoughts, guys? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I didn't see anything else coming. When you said that, I was like, I, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. And this is what Trump has done his whole career as a businessman. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, it's so, so refreshing to see someone continue what they've done before they got into politics, into their political career. So uh, I'm ecstatic. Too, man. I'm so excited for the two of those guys to sit down on national TV. Can you imagine the mainstream media, their reactions? Oh, my God. They're going to start another conspiracy theory. Trump is, Trump is conspiring with North Korea. It's not Russia anymore. It's North Korea. I mean, what, what do we expect anymore, honestly? They'll probably come up with They'll probably say that Trump was sleeping with Kim Jong-un's wife or something crazy like that. I mean, like, <laughs> this is just what they do. You know, I, I would not be surprised. You can't be surprised anymore because it's journalism at, at this day and age. It's all freaking opinions. It's all what, what they want to write. It's not the facts. It's not the truth. It's not – it's all fabrications. And it's basically like reading a novel in a fictional story, in a sense. I mean, you could say that a thousand times over. You're, you are 10,000% correct. Here's, I want to play a quick clip. Um, here's Trump's um, – what he said earlier today uh, about meeting with Kim Jong-un. Here we go. Uh, two, three. I just want to mention uh, we're doing very well in terms of the summit with North Korea. Uh, looks like it's uh, going along very well. Uh, there, as you know, there are meetings going on as we speak in a certain location, which I won't name, but you'd like the location. It's not so far away from here. And I think there's a lot of goodwill. I think people want to see if we can get the meeting and get something done, if we got that done, and if we can be successful in the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. It would be a great thing for North Korea. It would be a great thing for South Korea. It would be great for Japan and great for the world, great for the United States, great for China. A lot of people are working on it. It's uh, moving along very nicely. So we're looking at June 12th in Singapore. That hasn't changed. Uh, and. 
It's moving along pretty well. So we'll see what happens. So there you have it, guys. So, you know, I mean, it's uh, – and, and we saw the other day the liberal media taunting President Trump saying, oh, no, we knew he was never going to get that meeting with Kim Jong-un. Trump's a joke. It was, it was all, it was all a, just a phony act. It was never going to happen. Now what are they going to say? How are they going to twist it around now? Now what are they going to say? I mean, it's like they open their big fucking mouths, and, you know, it's just a bunch of ignorance, just a bunch of slobby, slobby liberals, sloppy liberals that are just, oh, my God. And then they have to – they get proven wrong every time, though. I mean, you know, it's – you know, whenever they say Trump can't do something, Trump just go, goes out and does it. Absolutely, and uh, honestly, the the thing about this this whole meeting with North Korea and Kim Jong Un, something I'm really hoping for. I don't know if it, when it will happen. It, it could uh, offer a I, lot I of big economic opportunities. I mean, there's a lot of a trade opportunity. There there could be a lot of good and positive that comes from this. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. No, I mean absolutely. But one thing I'm really excited about for a possibility that I believe will eventually come is that. I want the North Korean people to be free and not under this communist regime. So that is, right. I mean, yeah. that's at the utmost of my mind is I want those people to taste the freedom or to at least some extent that we do in America. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And you know what? It's scary because, um, you know, they, some of them can't even leave their country. I mean, a lot of them are stuck there. And the way they have to live, I mean, it's it's pure communism. Uh, to the purest, I mean, to the to the highest extent, even even crazier than some of these, you know, like like Russia has and Russia and China were extremely communist, and you know, have lessened to extent, but still communist. But I mean, they were never to the extent of Korea shut itself off so much like no other because there's there's enough people. And they've had enough time. They've scared their people so much that they won't go out of their own realm. Um, you know, they, they can't access the Internet. And the Internet they can access is North Korean controlled. The media is the same way. It's just, you know, they've been sheltered from the rest of the world so much like any other communist country. It's beyond just there's an army that will hurt you if you start speaking against the communism. It's they don't even know anything else but communism. Exactly. Oh, it's true. And, and the way they, you know, there needs to be, yeah, and, and a lot of different, you know, things need to change. And I was thinking about that as well. I mean, you know, there there needs to be a lot of, um, um, you know, different things put into place uh, regarding human rights and, uh, you know, stuff in that nature, you know, because if we're going to be cordial and, and friendly with them and have a relationship with them, they're not going to be able to treat their citizens like shit like they have in the past. I mean, they're going to have to, you know, uh, be civil human beings. Yeah, and boy, that might almost be putting too much on them right now. I know. But something we've, I know. Always, something we've always seen is that these communist regimes always come down because people want freedom, whether they know what freedom is or not. Exactly. So true. So true. Very well said. Um, I want to get 
here we got um, hold on one second. Special guest call in right now. Um, ex Navy SEAL, best selling author and entrepreneur, JD Lee. Is that you, buddy? You on the phone? Yeah, I am. I don't. Uh, I'd like to make a correction. <laughs> I'm a, a, a retired Navy SWIC, which uh, are the guys that uh, take seals to and from the target. Uh, very, so very I, nice. I would never want to. I would never want to uh, steal anybody's valor. Well, I mean, still very, still very impressive. I mean, you, you gotta, you know, oh, you. Uh, oh, I think it's. A, I think it's a better job. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be a seal, but that's uh that's me. <laughs> now please now please now please please J, JD tell us a little bit about you you know tell us about your background tell us about how everything started you know obviously you have a long resume I was reading a little bit about you today um I got a little bit of a bio it was good it was good there's good stuff. I I uh, joined the Navy. Um, I, in 1983, um, uh, I eventually became a, a communicator in the SEAL teams in support of the SEALs. From there, I became a SWIFT, a special warfare combat uh, crewman that de- uh, delivers SEALs to and from the target. Um, I did that for years. Uh, uh, but I, I think my favorite job was uh, uh, as support uh, as a radio guy traveling around the world with the seals, and um, uh, it, I, you just got to do a lot, a, a lot of great things. Um, the boat guy, you know, you're, you're limited in your job. It's an amazing job. You throw boats out of the back of airplanes and skydive after them, and then uh, other seals doing. It and uh, other than seals, the switch up now is very. Uh, You're cutting out a little bit, JD. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. I'll see if I can improve that. Um. But um. Yeah, it was an exciting job, and uh, I. In over 20, I went to Afghanistan um, before I retired. I was uh, worked for JSOC, and uh, then I retired and started looking into uh, – I wanted to make documentary films for quite a while. I think I'd seen Thin Blue Line and some other great documentaries and thought that's uh, something I'd be good at. And uh, – um, I'm not sure if you've seen Target of Opportunity, but uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing story. Please tell us about it, and you're behind that whole story. Please tell us a little bit about it. Well, in 1995, two uh, young SEAL trainees they were they completed buds. They were uh, teamed together for basically their entire time, which is fairly rare to make it all the way through buds with the same swim buddy because people ring out, you know, they quit. And, um, uh, these guys, uh, were both tall. You get paired together based off of your height because you carry boats on your heads. Right. So, you, you know, you got a six, six guys and, and, a, 
an officer, um, you know, with boats on your uh, boat on your head. So your height's important. So anyway, they they made it all the way through and uh, got paired together out in uh, at, at uh, SEAL Team Four in 1995. But one of them had had a uh, their names are Dustin Turner and Billy Joe Brown, and uh, Billy Brown, come to find out, had um, gotten into the Navy despite having quite a history of violence, especially towards women, and a and a quite a problem with alcohol and substance abuse, and was on on uh, had started using steroids to recuperate. In um, in buds and uh, ended up doing dosages way beyond what most people would, you know, consider uh, <laughs> enough to to recuperate. So he put on 30 pounds in buds, which normally you lose weight. Um, and he, he was six foot three, about 230, when um, uh, on the night that uh, he murdered. A girl, Jennifer Evans, um, in the car, in in Dustin Turner's car, and Whoa. that's what the film's about. That's the, the it's the story of these two, and um, you know it's got it's got the elements. Unfortunately, it's got a, a, a dead, promising young woman, Jennifer Evans. That you know she was pre med at Emory University had great potential and um, she ended up running into a guy that was on a, on a track to do something horrible. If it hadn't happened that night, it was going to happen one night soon. And, uh, you know, he, he claims on the stand, cause I filmed him. This happened in 1995 and I knew, you know, I'd been attached to the seals at different variation different jobs for about six years at that point and it just didn't make any sense to me it didn't make wait two guys with this kind of training with this potential and what the prosecutors are saying is um they were on the prowl for a target for sex together that they were you know deviants uh, uh and um uh, it just seems so cowardly to me compared to uh, the people that I knew. I didn't know either of these kids. They were, you know, I was at, at, at the elite SEAL, elite SEAL team. They were at SEAL Team 4. They were still just in training. But it just didn't make any sense. And then when I got out, um, I started looking into it. And pretty quickly uh, found got Billy Brown um admitted that he had uh he had committed the murder and Turner had helped cover it up out of completely out of uh, a, a misguided loyalty and a code that Brown laid on you know Brown laid it on thick you know we're we're in it together and uh it took it took Dustin Turner a week before he eventually took police to the body and uh, told them what happened. In exchange for that, the, the prosecutors uh, prosecuted them both for abduction 
and uh, if there were an abduction, that's a felony, so they're both guilty of felony murder. But the, that is the question. Was there an abduction? And uh, there's really no evidence at the time, and the police even didn't really believe a, a, an abduction occurred. But the prosecutors had what they did. They had Billy Brown wanting revenge against Dustin Turner for taking him to the body. And uh, with Billy Brown, uh, they they got Dustin Turner. They got both of them uh, basically doing life in prison because there is no parole in Virginia. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I filmed Billy Brown all the way through the uh, he eventually went on the stand he'd, he'd written affidavits you know and this is the way it should have been handled to me in house uh, when when Dustin Turner told his warrant officer what had happened and, and there was heat from the police because they had no chance if this were a, a, a planned operation yeah. It's the worst plan you could ever come up with, even if, let alone two Navy SEALs. But uh, so eventually, you know, they were in a bar where people knew him. They, they, uh, he, he had no chance of of getting away with this crime. Hey, and, hey uh, JD, when JD, yes, JD, real quick, we have the leader of Blacks for Trump call in. He was just at the rally in Nashville. I want you to stay on the uh, line, but he's just going to come on for a few minutes and give us an update. Are you cool with that? Sure, absolutely. All righty. Hey, how are you doing, sir? Michael, Le- Michael, the leaders of Black for Trump. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, sir. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. So give us the scoop. You were just live in Nashville at the Trump rally. Very exciting stuff. Yes, give it, give, yeah, give us the details. Oh, no, today we went to the Trump rally, and our band played in front of the um, stadium before the people went into the crowd, and we had a ball singing, and everybody was clapping and dancing. And and, um, then when the gates opened, we walked in, and we sat right to the side in the Trump rally, and I had about, I think it was about 11 of us or, or 12 of us, and we sat and the, and the camera kept turning over to look at us, and Trump's speech was awesome. And every time he mentioned something about exactly how the black people were living and how everything is getting better for us, of course, the camera swung on us. So we, we had a ball tonight, and then we took a picture with virtually everybody at the in, at the um, auditorium, everybody. I'm not talking about like a joke. I'm talking about actually everybody. Everybody. So we had a ball. Nice, man. That's awesome. Now, give me an estimate. How many people do you think were there, if you had to say? Um, I think the place, they said it held uh, 10,000 or 9,700 people. So it had to be at least, it was well over 8,000. You know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't completely, completely full, but it was pretty damn full. And Trey Atkins Very nice. on, and boy, I... I didn't know he could sing like that. He did great. Awesome. And you know what? I saw you on TV a bunch of times tonight. They gave you a bunch of 
uh, Fox News especially, you got a bunch of uh, close-ups. Oh, oh, Fox News? I didn't know that Fox News gave us a lot of close-ups. I didn't know that. Good to hear Yeah, you that. were all over Fox I'm News. I'm glad. Okay, well, that's perfect because what we were trying to do is make sure they knew that black people was there for our president because they don't want us to... Uh, they don't want us to have any unity. They want to separate us so they can win the midterms and then um, evict our president out of office and and um, then kill all of us. So we must win the midterms at all costs. So we need some more congressmen and senators who are Republicans in office. Absolutely. Hello? What? 100%, Michael. We do we do need to win the midterms. Very important. It's uh, you know it's it's more important now than the, the politics today is absolutely the most important it's ever been. I mean we live the way we live today. What's going on? It's like live or die. You know what I mean? This is war. You are absolutely right. It's us yeah. or them. And if yeah. we do not, and if we do not. Get it right, we're gonna all die. Cause this woman, Hillary, is crazy. Comey is out of his mm-hmm. mind. Mueller is an absolute pecan head. Neil Sapphire head nut. And these yep. guys are trying to unwarrantly destroy our president just because they don't want to be revealed for all the wickedness and sickness that they are doing to good people, Latin, black, and white. You understand? They're, they don't want it to be revealed. They want it to start World War Three so that they can kill everybody just to keep from being prosecuted because the stuff that Obama did is so illegal that once Trump uncovers everything, I demand, whether anybody else demands, I demand that Obama goes to jail. I demand that Hillary is slammed under the cell house for a thousand years. I want all of them punished to hell, especially with, with the way they have been treating our president. He's doing all of this good, and all they're focusing on is all of the lies that they created themselves just to get him out, to keep him from doing good for all good people, Latin, black, and white. Michael. Very well. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Did you Zolo. get to throw it? Did you get to throw Zolo out of New Jersey, everybody. <laughs> Did you get to throw anything at CNN or no? No, I did talk to him real bad. <laughs> you should have thrown. You should have thrown a bottle of water at him. We, we had a ball. We had a ball oh, talking yeah. at them um, because CNN yeah. was there, and President Trump was drawing in every other name but um, a dog out of AT double toothpick and. We had a ball. But, you know, sometimes when I'm at the rallies, everybody's wondering why I'm so joyful and laughing because the man is absolutely, not only is he correct, he's absolutely funny. So we're going to have to he tell is. our good white European Gentile Republican brothers, they're going to have to lighten up and laugh because this man is, is, is as funny as it gets. He had me crying well, no, laughing. I agree. Am I the only one I thinks this funny? What the hell is going on? No, no, no. Yeah, he's funny as hell, and I agree with you. The reason I brought up the media thing is because 
I used to just dislike the media because they were, you know, left-wing and biased. But I don't dislike them anymore. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. I think they're actually really bad people. I think CNN is a bunch of left-wing psychopaths. So, like, my my thinking of the media has totally transformed. I used to just dislike them, like I said. But now now I, I, I actually despise them. I hate them. I think they're bad people. They are absolutely evil. They're the most evil that there has ever been. No, but you know what? I don't know why I said that. I meant to say, what y'all are going to find out is I want y'all to go study a group called Valkyrie that was created in 1944 by J, um, with J. Edgar Hoover, but by um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who created mm. the Joint Chiefs of Staff so that they can put Valkyrie in to keep the Democrats in control whether a Republican got in or not. And they've been doing this surveillance and these dossiers and all of this stuff from the very beginning. All seven of the Republican presidents that have been in got hit by the same three prongs. They don't pay taxes or there's some kind of big controversy or a sex scandal. Each from Eisenhower to Nixon to Reagan to George H. Bush to George W. Bush, same three prongs, and he just did the same three prongs to uh, President Trump. It's just not working this time. Every black group of people that can control votes over to the Republicans, they hit them with the same prongs. Like they did Martin Luther King. He don't pay taxes. Then they hit him with, not only does he not pay taxes, but he's a communist. Then they hit him with, oh, he had sex with um two prostitutes and they videotaped it. And they, they, they did that to Elijah Muhammad. They did that to, to Farrakhan. They did that to Yahweh Ben Yahweh. They did that to the Black Panthers. The exact same three prongs to make black people hate white people and white people hate black people. Same damn shit. And now I am so proud of my white Republican brothers because Ecclesiastes 7.15 said, don't be over-righteous to your own harm, for why shouldest thou die before thy time? We have to be like the Democrats. I don't care if they catch Trump doing this, that, or the other thing. They court um, Clinton is not only doing this, that, but the other thing. He lied about it, and then... They caught, he had to go in and said he did have sex in the Oval Office. I mean, what the hell? They get away with everything, and the Republicans wipe out each other for no goddamn reason. And even the reasons are silly. He had sex with somebody. What and what happened now? You understand? I mean, you got to have a rough brother in there that can make Jim, Kim Jong Un, and and Assyria and Putin. Get some damn sense in their head. You got to have a warrior in there. That's why the children of Israel wanted a, a warrior like like Saul because he was tall and strong and could knock your head off. He wasn't all perfect and righteous. King David wasn't perfect and righteous, but he will whoop your double A A. I'm to say A double F S. Okay. You understand? So they want to say. How Trump ain't this, how Trump ain't that, he ain't qualified. Joe Ash, I know you don't think Joe Ash was qualified. He was only seven years old. What the hell are you talking about? We don't need nobody to be qualified. Just keep the law. 
That's all. I don't need no smart people because Obama was smart. Look how much hell was. I despise that Negro. You know, he needs to grow, and we're going to make sure he grows in jail. Sorry about that. I'm having a ball beating the hell out of him. <laughs> 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 Michael. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to uh, go off like that, but I get mad sometimes, and it just comes out. Because people, that was great, trying man. To, trying to kill Trump for without a call. I mean, here comes Stormy Daniels with her catonic behind Trying to say this, that, and the no proof, no nothing. The Bible says you must have two witnesses to find anybody guilty of any sin. That's Deuteronomy 19.15 through 19. And the Federalist Papers, I'm sorry, the Constitution, Article 3, Section 3, Number 1 says you must have two witnesses to find anybody guilty of, of any transgression against America or their confession. And the Federalist Paper says in Section 43, 3 through 8, it says that the reason why the founding fathers said you must have two witnesses is because people who don't like you might make up false evidence. You understand? So we have to go by the law instead of allowing, that means any woman, any one of us do good, all they, all Jim Comey got to do is bring some helping in from the strip club and say you raped her last year or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And then when you let it happen to Bill Cosby, now here they come with Trump. They got, they got 30 women that's going to come in and try to bring against Trump. Let me tell you how I feel about the women that's coming against Trump. To hell with them. All that get right to hell with them. You understand? Where's the two witnesses? I, and the Bible said it got to be two witnesses to the same overt act. I'm sorry, the Constitution says that. But the Bible says you must have two witnesses to the same act. Thus saith the Lord. If you don't keep that law, then any woman can just cry better than you and you're going to jail forever. I'm not doing that. That will be the president. If anybody try to get him out, that's why we got done right. Sorry about that. No, well Hello? said. And, and, you know, please please continue. Please elaborate a little bit. On what, on what part? Just, you know, just what you were saying, you're point. making a great point. Yeah, what I'm saying is that Trump is the greatest president in America's history. Oh, I'm going to need my brothers to be on the radio with me. Okay? So Trump is the greatest president that has ever been in history. And so I am going to let the world know that this is the first president that ever addressed black people direct. <clears throat> he said, give me a chance. When he first made that statement, he was talking directly to us because we were in that audience. And he looked right at me and said, what do you have to lose? And now he's proved himself. We got jobs, businesses are coming back, and now you're going to let some little helpers come from out of the clear blue sky with their hands open trying to get some money so they can make money in a strip club and just say, Oh, he had sex with me uh, uh, 10 years ago. Right. Like Trump really had to have you. Like he wasn't rich enough to have whoever. Can you come with this crap? Get out of here. I don't, even, I don't listen to none of that. So anyway, that's my elaboration. And what I meant by gun rights, I meant that um, 
um, the, the, the Second Amendment is really not about your right to carry a weapon. It's your right to have a militia with weapons equal to the government or any outside force that might try to become tyrannical over you. That's what the Second Amendment is for. And the NRA, I love them. Why do I love them? Because they represent what uh, Hosmer did to uh, Haman when he tried to kill the children of Israel and um, Mordecai and Esther went and asked uh, to give them the right to carry weapons. That's where the NRA got that idea from, and the, the radical Republicans and the um, and the uh, carpetbaggers came down when they made the, a law called the Black Code of the South and made the silly statement that, okay, black man, you're free. I know you are in the Civil War, but you can't carry weapons. And you, and you can't own property, and so on and so forth. That was called the Black Code of the South. And to combat that, the radical Republicans and the carpetbaggers came down here and passed a law called the Civil Rights Bill. If all of you are out there who don't know, the first people to pass the Civil Rights Bill was the radical Republicans, not no damn Democrats, okay? So, so they passed that law, and they brought the NRA in, to help us get weapons. And guess what? One year after we got the right to carry weapons, the Ku Klux Klan disappeared because we were shooting the hell out of them. Thank you. Yeah, true. And think about this, Mike. Mike and uh, I want to, Mike, stay on the line, but I want to introduce our special guest, uh, Michael Doherty, national security expert, political strategist, best selling author, and entrepreneur. Sir, how are you? Thanks for being with us. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. I'm sure you've just been listening, right? You've just uh, been entertained so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm a good listener. You've been on many times, so you, you, you know. Um, uh, Josh, are you still there? Absolutely. Excellent. Hey, Josh. Uh, Johnny, are you still there? Yes, I am. I'm here. I'm still, Michael the Black Man is still here. Black Trump, I mean, Black Trump is still here. Excellent. Gianni, you have a question for Michael, don't you? Of the Michael for Black for Trump? Uh, yeah, I was just uh, going to ask. So, like, you know, with the media coming after, you know, people like Kanye West and, you know, uh, uh, Chance the Rapper, do you believe, I could say, when 2020 comes, do you believe that there's going to be a revolution in the black community to where black people are going to leave the Democratic plantation and uh, they're going to start joining Trump's uh, Trump's team? Do you believe there's going to be an awakening or is it just a bunch of hype at the moment? No, no, no. See, uh, let me tell you something. The reason why Kanye slipped out on him because he went to my website, I was told it by a guy that's one of the managers of of Steve Wonder, or one of the booking agents, and he, he saw something on my site that shook him to his core because I was saying that white women who are Gentiles, who are deplorable, are being uh, killed by Planned Parenthood, and black women are being killed by Planned Parenthood, and they're taking their organs and they're eating their placenta. You know, I just had the whole story on there and showed videos and pictures of these women being killed and kidnapped in front of Planned Parenthood. But what shook up Kanye West, from what I understand, is that Kanye West saw 
a one part with Chloe Kardashian, which is Kim Kardashian's sister, was sitting down, and before she ever got pregnant, she had a placenta dinner. And they asked her, what kind of animal did this placenta come from? And she said, a human. And that, when Kanye saw that, it shook him up. So right now, they can talk all they want to Kanye. He's not going to listen. Because he, he saw that, and, and it hurt him. And black people who started to wake up to the fact that, that, they're, that they're doing this here are in panic mode. Because when black women see that it's them that's being killed, because they don't care about Black Lives Matter, they'll cry for a day or two, but that don't touch them because it's not them. And remember, when the black woman gets upset, it's over. That's why y'all need to publicize uh-huh. the website and yeah. go look at it yourself. Because once she sees that it's her that's being killed, like LL Cool J and Meek Mill and um, P Diddy was all over the Twitter the other about a week ago. Then what happened to all these black women? 14 women missing in 24 hours just in D.C. 64,000 black women missing in Washington, D.C. alone. And then they start talking about 300,000 white Gentiles are coming up missing women now every year. See, they're killing my black mm-hmm. sisters and my white sisters. You understand? We got to wake them up, and the Democrats will never win another election because they're the ones that are doing it. They're the murderers of our people. Jay-Z is on, if you Google Jay-Z right now, say Jay-Z is worshiping a woman that is a, a, a well-known cannibal, and she actually eats people at this, this cannibal, place called the Cannibal Cafe. Now, that's, that's designed to make people laugh at you for bringing it up. But once you go on my website and see the pictures where it's undisputed fact that they're beating our women to death, that's with Kanye. Now, a lot of the stars, when you go to my site, I can show you over 100 black stars from Mayweather, Denzel Washington, um, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, P. Diddy, uh, Ice Cube, all of them. Yep. You, you guys don't even know most black stars are with you. Did you know that every black leader was with you? Minister Farrakhan hates Hillary and said vote for Trump. Did you know that Cornell yeah, West hates Hillary? Did. And, and and wanted Trump. Did you know that? And he Black Lives Matter. Yeah, go ahead. You got a question for me? Josh. Yeah, no, I do for sure. Where? Yes, how does the the switching of Kanye West's opinion specifically and pop culture in general switching to be pro-Trump? How is that helping the red wave start to gain uh, traction here? Would you say the white wave or the blue wave? I thought you... you, you the, the red you wave, the, white the wave? red wave. The red wave. Well, I, oh, I, the way of gaining yeah. traction is because it's like when they saw me standing with Trump, Trump said to me one day on, a, on the airport tarmac when he let me go see the plane one time, he said, do you know you gave yes. deplorables permission to vote? That's what Kanye West is doing. He's letting black people who really like capitalism, who really like Trump, that gives them the nerve to come out. And when that happens, more white Gentiles, because you know white people make up 74% of the electorate, but they divide and conquer them. They got these independents, these never-Trumpsters, and these, these millennials that, that are voting to hurt them, their, their selves because they're trying to apologize to black people. But once they see black people are flipping to them, 
they are, they get comfortable with going ahead on and making America great. You understand? So Trump said, I gave them that permission. Now Kanye, he said, I gave him five points in the in the black community. From they went from six points to eleven points. Now Kanye took it up to twenty one. So that's another eleven. That's a lot of black people. And when white people see that, then they'll go ahead on and vote the right way and stop. You mean double digits? You're, you're talking about how uh-huh. how um there was a poll out you're referring to for a week ago that uh, Kanye uh, helped double the black vote within a week by double digits, which it went up to like twenty two percent or something. From eleven percent to twenty one percent or twenty two percent, whatever. Yeah, that it doubled. That yeah. happened because black people have always been thinking like that. They just said it out loud. Is what I'm trying to tell you. A lot of black yeah. people voted for Trump because when I be on my radio, they be calling and telling us that all the time. You understand? So don't get it twisted. Black people just don't say it, but now they have the nerve to go ahead right. on and say it. You understand? Right. So it looked like it went to 21%. It was already there, brother. If you go on my website, everybody, you know, they, they piecemeal it. You see a P. Diddy over here saying he likes Trump. You see LL Cool J saying, well, I put it all together. Yep. So you can see all of them saying, you say, what the hell? Right. We've always been like that. We're not stupid. Yeah. We just look stupid. We act stupid, right. but we're not stupid, okay? White Gentiles are not stupid. They all know that it's better to go with capitalism. Who the hell agrees with not having no money? Nobody. Right. Get the hell out of here with that communism crap. So what I'm trying to tell you well is done. that don't get it twisted. My job and your job is to make black people and white people feel comfortable. All Kanye is right now, he's the comfort zone because he's supposed to be their Michael Jackson in the rap world, and now he's yeah. saying Trump. They are hurt now. And I love right. it. Some people try to say, aren't you jealous that he's getting all of that honor? No, that's what I was working for because I don't get no honor. All I get is an ass whooping. People call and me Michael. a coon, a spade, Michael, Michael, I've seen you. Help me out of here. Michael, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to let you go in a second, Michael. But real quick, okay. um, I want to ask, uh, Michael, the leaders for Black for Trump, uh, you've done a great job, man. You've been in a lot of the events. Um, you pretty much go to all of them. I've seen you on TV. You've been right next to the president. You've spoken with the president. You've taken pictures with the president. Like you said, you've you and you've been like you've hung out with him. Like whenever I see you, you're usually right behind him on TV. I know when you came down here to the Arizona rally, which I I always go to every Arizona Trump rally. You're always down here, and I, I met you down here originally. That's how we. Uh, Exchange contact information, but yeah, man, you're so dedicated. Um, and tell everybody, you know, what you got going on right now, real quick. I'm gonna have to let you go though. Um, but yeah, tell everybody, tell everybody about your site, tell everybody about what you're doing. Uh, I'm gonna have you back okay. on very soon. Okay, well, right now you go to God to G O D S, the number two dot com, and you'll get to see why the um. Black people are flipping to Trump, and while we're going to do a, a red wave, it's not going to be no damn blue wave. Y'all can get that out your head. And you, on October the 19th, we're doing an event yep. with a whole bunch of stars, and we have already invited Trump, 
uh, in writing and in person. And whether he remembers it or not, he told me he was going to come. So if he comes, so be it. But with him, man, all the big stars we got coming, like the OJ Temptations, Supreme, got all these good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vic Ross, what's, what's the other guy we got coming in? Um, Trayvon, Trey Songs, and all these people. So we yeah. got a bunch of stars coming. You can go to God's 2com God, and see that on on the site. So um, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff, and we're going to travel around with Trump. Today we, we went with our band. We're going to keep going with our band. And keep the crowd fired up, and then we're gonna um, try to get on some of the other tours like Diamonds and Silk and all that other stuff. We're gonna be doing a, a whole bunch of stuff, and I throw a party every week at my house at 15020 South River Drive, where we do a Jesse party and bring the tea party in. And um, give me a dress, even I love it. Yeah, we have a ball there because it's, it's on four acres. It's on a big lake. With a beach, beach stand, a tennis court, a basketball court, a big stage on a miniature golf course with a Whoa, swimming pool. Uh-oh. We have a bunch of jet skis back there, and we have a ball like kids from Canada, cursatively. <laughs> Very nice. So, y'all go to godsuit.com. I'm fighting hard. I refuse to die. And Trump is the greatest president on planet Earth and in history. Stand blasted. Did I say that right? Amen. I agree with you. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, All right, my brother. We're good talking to you guys. Hey, we'll we'll have you we'll have you back soon, okay? Yes, sir. All right. All right. God bless, man. Michael Michael, for leader of Blacks for Trump, reporting live from Nashville. He went to the Trump rally this evening. Um, always always good to hear from him. We haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, it was good to get an update. He told us. Um, it was a packed house, obviously. A great rally. I watched it on TV. It was awesome. Um, Michael Doherty, though, the great, the famous, the big Michael Doherty is with us. What's going on, buddy? National security expert, political strategist, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. What's going on? I'm just uh, recovering from uh, Memorial Day weekend and uh, kind of <clears throat> scratching my head at uh, – how how crazy it's gone on with Roseanne today, and and no, I, I don't you yeah, know all, double all standard. The hip- like the left, the left can get away with it and make all the comments in the world, and they don't get held accountable. And when the right does it, well, and, 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 and I don't know. She called a public figure Planet of the Apes and <laughs> Planet of the Apes and and um. Well, let's be honest here. And, and, a Muslim I mean, no, yeah. I, I just, I'm like, I, so many terrible things have been said by those people about wanting people to die and 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 mocking their nationality. And you know, if you want to criticize her, great. You want to turn the show off, great. But again, it's this selective moral outrage. I mean, some of these right. tweets by these celebrities today. We're right. so friggin' nauseating. I mean, yeah. that idiot that plays uh, Grace on Will and Grace, Deborah Messing. I mean, she just said, uh, you know, oh, she's a moron. She's a thank, smelly, thank you, ABC. I was losing faith. I, it's 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 such it's dangerous groupthink, and it real it really bugs me uh, because they'll play dirty, you know, and and you get stuck in the situation of just having to be silent as if you're defending her otherwise. And actually 
Roseanne's Roseanne. I mean, I don't, I don't get what anyone, if anyone's surprised by this, if this is a yeah. character. <clears throat> she's a comedian. She's a provocateur. She's, she's opinionated. That's part of the perfect. whole thing. I'm sorry to apologize. Rory. Gianni, yeah, Gianni gonna, out of New York. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, I, our country, I'm just shocked at how people are so offended to this. I mean, these people, this generation would not last in the days of Joan Rivers and George Carlin and, you know, the Dangerfield, yeah. Johnny Carson. Don, they would not last in that scene, that comedy scene back then. Do you remember the show <laughs> Celebrity Rose? where they would just talk about people's looks. They would talk about if you were fat, if you were skinny, if you were ugly. They didn't care. It was all love. It was all jokes. And that's what I do not understand, how now all of a sudden, you know, Bill Maher calls Trump a orangutan. Oh, funny. Ha, ha, ha. Then again, when a, when a Republican does it, it's bad. Then you got the, exactly. the, 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 nutcase, the nutcase at the dinner. Yeah, you got the nutcase at the dinner that was joking on Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, wait. Oh, the smelly, like, the smelly oh ginger, God. the redhead, the fire crotch. What's yeah, her name? Guess uh, what? Guess what? Michelle, uh, Michelle, what's her name? Um, oh, Michelle I Wolf. forgot, I forgot her name. Stinky Wolf. Yeah, Michelle Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. yeah. So guess what? She says that, and guess what? I'm like, hey, it's comedy. That's what it is. That's what they invited her for. I have no problem with that, and that's her free speech. But, yeah. you know, at the meeting, it was like, oh, my gosh, she attacked, and she's destroyed the Trump administration. And the, so what does this CNN. mean? It just means that it's fake moral outrage based exactly. on political beliefs. Hey, what but about, don't, they're what about so those? good at it. They're so crazy. They're so um, yeah. frothy and intense and crazy. And I mean, when Robert Iger comes out of Disney and he says it's okay, I mean, you know, these people will surround you and they'll force you out in two seconds. And, and that's what scares me because – you know, she's got enough money. She could run that series someplace else and probably get even richer and get as bigger ratings. But even her co-stars are covering their ass because, you know, they have everyone in that industry will socially ostracize you. Uh, and I'm sure they just want to get rid of her because th- this is the whole thing. This is She slipped in the banana peel here because – they're looking to get rid of her anyway, and boy, they saw that opening and they took it. And I would think she—I mean, if if you know, if if these people that are on the show would just calm down, she probably could get that show on someplace else in two seconds. But now I don't even know what they'll do. I could see but it being like a last man. I could see it being like a last yeah. man standing scenario where they could where they would pick it up like they did with Tim Allen. But I have a question. Very simple. Anyone who doesn't Mike see the double standard is a moron. Okay. ABC fired Roseanne Who's a over moron? a tweet. ABC. Oh, okay? okay. And by the way, Joy Behar, just a couple oh, months ago, there we she go. said Mike. She said Mike Pence and people who believe in God, who say that they talk to God, are suffering from a mental illness. ABC right. has the view. Why isn't she suspended? Exactly. She didn't write it in a tweet. She sent it live on national TV. She said it live on national TV. She didn't send a tweet. She wasn't responding to someone. She said it live on national television that Christians and people like Mike Pence, she said Mike Pence's name, that's a political figure. He's the vice president of the United States. 
that Mike yeah. Pence talks to God, and she and that says, and she said that scares her. And people who believe in God that say they talk to Him, they're extremists and they're suffering a mental disorder. Okay, so why didn't yeah. she get at least one day of suspension? No liberal can answer me that question because it's fake outrage and it's selective outrage from the left. Right. This is what they'll always do. It's yeah. like and and and. and I, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, what about the talk show? What about the late, the late, late shows, the night shows? You got the yeah. Jimmy Fallon's, and you got all those that says curse words and everything, and calls Trump everything out of the book. And then you got Robert De Niro, well, he's a real nutcase. He acts like a tough guy, but he really, he's really not. He's only a tough and guy. He's only he, a tough guy in the movies. Yeah, on the movies, and look, and look what he does. He calls Trump, you know. A sick man, a bastard, a motherfucker, and all this other stuff. And this is played. Check, check this out. This is played as a commercial they when the DMC it. was around. They embraced it. And it's no big deal about Robert De Niro saying that. But then you turn around, Trump or somebody Republican, somebody that has conservative views say it, then it's a big hypocritical problem. You know, and I'm just sick and tired of it, honestly. I'm just sick and tired of it. Like, it's getting yeah. very annoying and it's getting me mad. Like, I mean, honestly. But- but people and have here, to understand that, that – I'm sorry, real quick. Just Joy Behar, you know, The View is ABC, the same network, and I know the late-night shows are too. But you have to understand, they're trying to say that Roseanne singled out a person based on the color of their skin and called her an ape or whatever, okay? So they fired her for that and ended her show. What I'm saying is ABC uh, you know, has The View, and Joy Behar not only said something nasty about Mike Pence, but she said – all the extremist Christians that talk to God are suffering from a yeah. mental illness. She didn't. She didn't destroy a race. She destroyed a whole religion, and she, she didn't get eighty percent of America. Eighty percent right. of America is Christian. You know. How can you defend this? The left is out of control. I know it's ridiculous. Josh, I know you have a thought on this, real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. It, to me, it's just the same old, same old. I mean, it's not going to change. This isn't the first one they tried to shot, shot down. The only good thing I see from this is that, in my opinion, this will not. This is uh, this is slowing down slowly and slowly. Eventually, the tide is going to turn the other way. In my opinion, eventually, these nutty liberals yeah. are going to be the ones that have to shut up and not say stuff because they're going to be afraid of losing their job. Because they're wrong, and wrong, the wrong are going to be proven wrong, and the right are going to be proven right. They're going to be the ones that are getting kicked off of TV shows and having their shows canceled for saying uh, inflammatory things against um, conservatives or whatever it is. So, like, yeah, that's the only good side. The good thing I see from this is eventually it's going to be them, and I, I can't wait for that day. Until it backfires, yeah. My, Michael Doherty, Michael Doherty, I want to – I, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts, and then I want to ask. We, we, I got a bunch of things to ask you, Michael Doherty. All right. All right, but but I want to get you know. I mean, I mean, I mean as far as Roseanne goes, look, I mean, I, I, I've, I know I've you wanted to. Been, finish, I know you wanted to finish your thoughts on the Roseanne thing. I know you wanted to finish your thoughts. Well, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's probably just more of the same. I just, I, I, I actually, you know, my book is in TV series development. So I've spent time in LA. I've followed some directors. I've been on CBS sets and, you know, I meet people and it gets, I get, um, I get nervous by the culture there. It's very much an echo chamber. Uh, it's like any other human pressure. And the opinion isn't 
the the point. It's whenever there's a culture that has an opinion, you your opinion changes to it uh, if the culture allows you to be punished for having differing opinion. And that's what happens. When I first went out, I, I spent a whole day at CBS on the show Limitless, and they had read – the Atlantic had a profile me and it said a conservative, a lone conservative firebrand. And so I sent this as, as background ahead of time. And, you know, the first few minutes of the meeting were kind of awkward to find this book day. So I said, okay, so you guys are all freaking out because you think I'm just some Mr. Far Right crazy and you don't know what that is. I said, but, you know, I, 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 I filed down my horns coming out of my head before I got here. And, you know, after a while, it, it was totally forgotten and fine. But I'll tell you, it concerns me, but the retaliation, if you don't bring it up, um, I mean, this is really a political, dangerous crowd. And these people don't have the same type of life experience, uh, you know, it, it's so ironic. I mean, it is such an un- most of the people there are living hand to mouth. Most people are working their ass off for the big break. Um, it's so the people that talk this big line and set the stage are so overpaid. It's unbelievable. They take themselves so seriously. They think that they're look. They're, look even Roseanne. I mean, these people are friggin' actors. Okay, that's fine. But they they do not have degrees in in world affairs or public policy. <laughs> they, you know they've never been in. I mean it's 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 insane how much ridiculous power they have. And but I can I, I I get concerned that that someone like Roseanne can say something like this, and these idiots can destroy her show in one hour. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without without. A I mean doubt, these people is. these people are friggin' dangerous. They they are yeah. And, and you look at real, real quick though. You look at the ratings, and they had some of the best ratings like in TV history. They were breaking records. It was in the paper every week, like headlines. Roseanne was making headlines in terms of skyrocketing in the ratings, and I mean it was, and it so was like a, that's what's going on here, folks. Exactly. There we go. Because when 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 a tyrannical this is you know they're the majority out there. This is why the founding fathers gave minorities some degree of power from a tyrannical majority. Because in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry, the liberals are the tyrannical majority. And look how they behave. And somehow she snuck in, and she didn't walk on eggshells. And you know, she should know better. Um, she's probably kicking herself because it wasn't worth it, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's her fault. You know, it, it, it's the the viciousness these people will. Oh my! I mean, that's why the Twitter thing blowing up with all these self righteous entertainers, man. It, that's what makes me sick. These people just think so much of themselves, and and they're just they've got you know it's like they got the blood on their tongue and the self congratulations and the whole bullshit. I mean, they're just. You know, you can just They're hear like them vultures. all talking to each other. Yeah, They're like vultures coming for blood, man. The left is sick. Yeah, and I was so proud say, of themselves. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I was watching a video about Jerry Lewis, and you know, Jerry Lewis is a big Trump supporter. If you didn't know that, he's a comedian, uh, old actor. Yeah. And, um, he said that he's scared. He said this is not the Hollywood that he once knew. The Hollywood that he was in, he was like, was totally different. He was like, 
the Hollywood that he's seeing where everybody has to agree, everybody's so offended, everybody's saying what's right, everybody's politically correct. He was like, this is not the Hollywood uh, of the, the, the Sinatras and the Angie Dickinsons and all. This is not the same Hollywood. So he's saying, like, I don't know what's going on. He said, before he died, he said, I don't know what's going on in this country. He said, but it's scary. And he was like, thank God for Trump. Thank God that Donald Trump is in because Donald Trump understands what needs to happen in this country. Because if Donald Trump does not uh, do something now about it, it will get worse and worse and worse when it comes to freedom of speech. He was like, he's never seen the um, the most political correctness in Hollywood because Hollywood used to be the place where they were not politically correct. That's the whole point of movies. That's the whole point of TV shows, not to be politically correct. And and I was watching Blackish. Um, it was a show that comes on ABC, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Blackish. Like you know. Yeah, Blackish. And they talked about Donald Trump. They called him White Devil on the show. White Devil? I, I just, I'm not kidding. They called him, you can look this up, they called him White Devil on the show. You didn't hear no noise about it. They can push Obama, they can push all their liberal uh, fallacies all they want. But as soon as a conservative is doing good, a conservative is showing uh, the, the viewpoint of a family, of the middle class family in middle America, then they're going to do their best to shut it down. They came out the last man standing. They had a little victory, but then he came back. And I believe Roseanne or Roseanne is going to come back. Believe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I, I would, you know, again, I, I hope she does. And I hope because something has got to break. And this is what concerns me about Google and Facebook and everyone owning all the platforms. Okay, watch her in this time. She's got. If she would get a platform, and and have that someplace, she people would. She her ratings would be just as big. And I um, but I get real concerned because uh, you know this is why you know Google and and Facebook want to buy up all these other small parts because they're 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 that that limits you know platforms of differing opinion. So we'll see what she can do. Plus the inner pressure so that the, you know, a few actors and actors, I guess Sarah Gilbert can be replaced. She doesn't have to work on that show. Fine. She wants to go someplace else to let her. Uh, but I wanna, it's still pretty great. You know, so, Mike, I want to you know, finish up on this topic. But last thing I want to say on this topic, and then I'll, I want to get on to something really important that I want to ask you. Well, go ahead. And, and go ahead. No, everybody will want to hear. But first, before I get to that, Last thing to close this, pisses me off how a black person can can easily make fun of a white person and nobody bat yep. nobody you know nobody cares. But God, 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 all hell breaks loose and everybody goes nuts when a white person causes a negative at a black person. I mean that's the kind of world we live in. We live in. You know, it, it's such a double standard. It's such a, um, it's a one-sided, you know, it, it's the same sort of thing when a Jewish person makes fun of a Christian. Like, they can make fun of a Christian, but when a Christian makes fun of a Jewish person, all hell fucking breaks loose. Well, I mean, this is, this is, we'll never solve racism if we think it's just one race. Um, and if you don't do, you know, if you go into, 
you know, I mean, within the black community, there's isms on skin. God, there's vicious uh, isms on skin color in the Caribbean versus American and Africa. I mean, in, in Asia, Koreans versus Chinese versus Japanese. I mean, it's a real human condition. And that's why it's, it's just not okay when a platform like HBO is okay with a comedy show that beats up on white people and labels everyone white as racist and the man. And yet that can go on and everyone thinks that's okay. That's just not okay. That doesn't move the ball forward unless you want to go back to what you're fighting against, but it sounds like you're not fighting against it. You want to have a power shift, not a camaraderie. And so, and that's, that's, yeah. So I, I, I mean, God, I, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 terrifying when you see that stuff, and and you see it today. Look at I mean, people are losing their mind over this, and it's ridiculous the way they just ripped into her. Oh yeah, it's absolutely because you know we've seen liberals do much worse in Hollywood, and they get all these second and third chances, and it's you know I I, I keep saying double standards, and that's really what it is. And it's disgraceful. It truly is. You Jeff know, Jarrett's on MSNBC right now, by the way. Oh, great. Oh, of course she is. Are you kidding me? Of course yep. she is. I mean, are you yep, kidding me? She's a, fucking, she's a vampire, man. She smells blood and she's going to show up. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it, she is something else. I tell you. And the yeah, level don't, talk, don't talk to yourself watching it. <laughs> the level oh, no, I mean, no, they're, just, they're all nauseating. Okay, so what else do you want to ask me about, man? You know what's really, you know what's really, the Joshua Holt thing. I want to play this trip, clip real quick, but Trump has now brought home seventeen hostages, and I just want to play this clip from Joshua Holt the other night when Trump brought him home, which is absolutely incredible. This guy was stuck in a Venezuela prison for two years. Two uh, five. I just want to welcome you to the Oval Office. Whoa. Welcome you to the White House. It's uh, really very special to have you both. Of course you did. We've gone through a lot. We've gone through a lot, more than most people could endure. I want to thank your parents for being such loving parents. You were really very, very special. Uh, You were fighting all the way. There was not a day that there wasn't an an hour or a minute that you weren't thinking about this man and calling everybody and letting us know. And we are all, as a group, very happy. The State Department has has been fantastic. Where are my guys from the State Department? Where are they? You have John, John Sullivan. You, you guys were really fantastic. Look at all those people that work at the State Department. You're probably surprised to see that. But maybe I'd like to ask the parents, your great parents, if you have something to say uh, before. Well, I'd like to get to the senators, and I'd like to get to you, Mia, and ask you also. But can I start with the parents? Um, I just want to say thank you to you personally for everything that you've done, um, as well as the State Department, but all of you, I just can't even tell you. I've grown to love Senator Hatch and Mia so much. Um, Not everybody gets to talk to Senator Hatch and Mia Love, and when everything happened last week, Mia was the one that answered her phone and was the one that got things rolling with Senator Hatch to say Josh. And it was it I've was never a, seen me cry before. <laughs> it was a horrifying, horrifying week and she got me through it. 
with Senator Hatch. I just, Senator Hatch's office, I cannot tell you how much I love all of your staff. So thank you, thank you. And I also want to say thank you to President Maduro for releasing Josh and letting him come home. Wow. I mean, what, here, here's the thing. This is absolutely incredible. Since President Trump has been in office, he has gotten us back 17, hostage, ho, 17 hostages from different countries. And uh, Joshua Holt was one of the latest hostage, hostages that he brought back from Venezuela uh, just this past weekend. That's pretty incredible stuff. I mean, we, you know, world leaders are bowing down to Trump. I mean, they they don't want to cross him. They want to respect him in any way possible. I mean, we're seeing so much. Um, this is a, this is unreal. I mean, it's 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 amazing. What do you what do you think, Mike? Well, everything that you need to know about this stuff you can learn on the playground or at the zoo, right? Because it's lion training and animal training, and you just crack the whip, and and it's it's a power game. Um, I, I know she loves uh, Orrin Hatch, okay, but sorry, I can't wait for him to retire. He's a rhino. <laughs> You're right about yeah, that. But, yeah, I mean, he's such a friggin' rhino. I, I, that, oh, my God. There, so many of those guys just need to go. I mean, there's just, you know, there's that he's old like club in the Senate. What about your but, good buddy, Jason Chaffetz? Oh, thanks a lot. Well, we don't mention that, asswipe. <laughs> you know, it's just they're, they're just, um, you know, it, it, look, he's a politician. Uh, it, there's a camera on, and he gets to do a nice thing, and then trusting naive Americans, you think that that's what happens 724 around there. And it's really important to understand that's not what happened 724 around there. For every single one of those things, there's got to be 300 they ignore at least. And hats off to my love, who then started it. So he had, I mean, once it got it um, public, there's no way they're not jumping on the bandwagon. But, you know, and unfortunately Utah is going to do it again with Mitt Romney. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, that's, that's a side thing. Um and so, so what's the difference here? Trump. Trump did. You know, I mean, they I mean, didn't that's do anything. The, the people from Utah weren't really. I mean, they didn't get. I mean, they they don't deserve any credibility. I mean, all the credibility should go to Trump. I mean, if it wasn't for Trump, this would have never happened. Period. Yeah, and then that's exactly right. I mean, it. it, it I mean, you know, hats off to Maya. Um, but it's it's that's not. You know. Yeah, it's 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 just unfortunate. I I you know I get it, but it's it's one of those um, you know it's it's the people that it's all the it's all the things that don't get addressed that we never know about because it's all in the silence and silence with these people is a verb. The master of silence is of course Barack Obama and Valerie Jarrett, and these people pound you down. And they and you they put you in survival mode, and when you're in survival mode, you keep your mouth shut, and you don't rock the boat, and you don't make waves, and you follow the toe the line, and and then then those people say the most outrageous, unconscionable things like, oh, you know, Nancy Pelosi defending the M18 because they have a what was that word she said a spark of divinity. 
like 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 she is not a lapsed Catholic that hasn't read the Bible and doesn't understand anything about free will. You know, it, it's just these these are dangerous people, and we have to have more story about why they're so dangerous, and we have to kill this naive uh, this naive fairy tale we're teaching our kids that that these people are going to save you and they're out to protect you and it's it's just an all they do is exploit all your codependency stuff so that you know they can be rich and live an unaccountable life where they get to pretend they're really great people because they're politicians i mean that that's what has to stop in the American public. So, so this is a good feel good story, uh, but I would have rather heard much more about how he really made it happen, you know. And 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 I would really rather hear about his army twisted, and and where the power lies, and how and why it worked this time, and how it didn't work in the past. That's what I want to know about. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I mean it. I mean, this should have been dealt with, you know, when it when Obama. I mean, this happened. If I'm not mistaken, this happened when Obama was in office. This guy got captured in 2016, and um, yeah, I mean, Obama basically ignored it. Well, the only person I remember Obama not ignoring. If you remember Lisa Ling, you know, on CNN. She's the actress yeah. that was like, you know, she's in a lot of stuff, but she was in um, uh. You know, um, Charlie's Angels. Anyway, she's on that TV show now. But anyway, her sister, her sister goes, you know, hop skipping into North Korea. Oh, bi- yes. how stupid are these people? And then you right. know, Bill Clinton goes intervenes and all this stuff. But you know, okay, celebrity, part of the pack, part of the crowd. You know, that's it. Media, media, media. You gotta, you gotta. You gotta play the media. You gotta get some attention. You gotta press some button somewhere somehow, and then that forced them out to the cameras. And that's just the game. And that's that's too bad. You know, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. don't force the game, if you got the media that refuses to put you in a bit in a bad light, then you don't have to do these things because they're not going to publish the story anyway. They're not going to put the story out there that this guy. I mean, how many of us have heard that this guy, what, how long he's been? How many have even heard his name? How many even knew? You know, where was all that publicity about it? N- nowhere. Very, very true. Uh, we have somebody on the line, 903 Area Code. Thank you for calling the Rory Sauter Show. Who am I speaking with? Hi, how are you? Who, who is this? Hi, this is Kathy. Um. Are you familiar with the uh, with fellow radio DJ Kid Kelly? Um, is it in San Diego? Diego? Oh, he's been all over. I'm 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 uh, I'm his wife. You can call me Mrs. Kid Kelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know. Hello, hello. How um, are you? Where are you? Excuse me. I said, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. Um, the reason I'm calling uh, is because, um, uh, well, Kid listens to your show. He turned me on to your show, and he's actually up for induction in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, he's never been inducted uh, in, the, in the Radio Hall of Fame, rather, the, um, the Radio Hall of Fame they do. I don't know if you two are in the Radio Hall of Fame, but he's never been inducted at all. 
No, I have not, no. Not yet. He's too young. <laughs> not yet. So, not did yet. you have a question? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do have some questions for you, too, because as fellow hey, radio professionals. Hey, real, real quick, you have yeah. kind of a deep voice, and where are you from? We're from New York. Of okay, course. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, i just give you some background. My husband started at Z100 in 1988, and he programmed Serious Hits 1, but he's been ignored almost completely by the Radio Hall of Fame. Hello? Yeah, well, I'm, we're still here. I mean, it's We're just, listening. it's been very, it's been very hard on us. Um, I don't know if you can imagine what it's like to have <laughs> a husband to be married to someone who can't get into the Radio Hall of Fame. It's, <laughs> it's been very hard on the family. Jesus hello? Christ. Yes, hello. Hey, does anybody want to ask me some of the questions? <laughs> Okay, well, if it's a joke to you, if it's a joke to you, I'll hang no, up, and please. I'm sorry for taking no. up your time. No, we're serious. This is serious. This is, well, this is a serious doesn't, call. It doesn't sound too serious, and, and I don't want to well, take up your time. Just, I'm just trying to understand how that segues into what we're talking about. So what, what is, well, how does that segue into what we're talking about? What is well, that? The... I, I, have, I have to admit, it's a bit of a, of a round peg in a square hole because I – it it doesn't really. I'm I'm appealing to you as fellow radio professional. I need people to vote for my husband. It's been a very hard journey trying to get him into the radio hall of fame. And to be frank with you, we're we're ashamed. We're ashamed that we can't get in, a, that he can't get in. Here's here's, it. here's what I'll ask. So what what do you want from us exactly? Well, I need you, you to vote. I need your I need your fan base yeah, to vote. I, I need all the people that listen to you to vote. I am not going to be married to a man who can't get into the Radio Hall of Fame. I'm just, I'm not. Well, I, I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that sounds like a bit of a personal problem, does it not? <laughs> well, it's a, okay, you know what? People are laughing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. But thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Dude, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liberals, man. Fucking what, what is the hell, dude? <laughs> she sounded like a fucking guy making me a screener. I mean, that, that, was, that was just weird. That was weird. <laughs> Rory, he's like, he's he's like, letting out of your he's like hello, Lord. hello, uh, my husband won't get into the radio. <laughs> <with me>. uh, <laughs> Honestly, though, the worst part about it is, I think I could do a better woman's voice than whatever the heck that was. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was something else. I'll tell you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Was like, Can you imagine if he's real? <laughs> What? I said, can you imagine if, like, she's being serious and that's, like, a real woman? <laughs> I was just going along with it. It can't be. It can't radio. 
I, I think she was going to start to cry there about how hard it was on the family. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Anyway. She was. I, I tried to get her to elaborate, but oh well. <laughs> Back to right, actual moving time. Moving along. It, it's midnight in Georgia. So uh, with yes. that emotional uh, outburst, I, I have to be going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, that was, I mean, that was something else. I'll tell you, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, wow. That was um, totally off topic. I don't know if she would this per and this person. I mean, it was it was great radio. I was going along with it. It was f- funny whoever was doing it. But I don't know. I don't even think were they listening to the show? Did they just want to say something random? That was the most awkward phone caller I think I've ever had on the show. This is the weirdest fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Well, that was weird. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was the- weird, man. Jesus. Um, hey, real quick before you go. Um yes. I wanna know I wanna know, you know, with your national security expert, you know, you're a national security expert, with everything that's going on, I wanna know are you are you a big fan of what uh John Bolton is doing? Oh, I love John Bolton. The only thing about John Bolton just can't suffer fools gladly, and there's so many fools out there, it drives them crazy. And I think Bolton, Bolton, I mean, look, there's an entire nest and network of world leaders that want to play go along to get along and patronize their their uh, populations and not and, and exploit their countries. And there's so too few John Boltons. And and after following up Obama, who shoves $400 million to Iran and completely whores everything out and is such an egocentric bastard that he can't even admit he's wrong. I mean, these people, Valerie Jarrett, and this is what kills me about Roseanne Barr, is I could say way worse things about Valerie Jarrett that are true. That's the only thing I'd say to Roseanne Barr is, what are you thinking? I could give you a whole – you don't even have to go any – you don't have to go near race. This woman has destroyed lives. She's vicious. She's pathological. She's manipulative. She's got not a warm bone in her body. And she and she's a killer, and 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 they exploit the country. Bolton can't stand that, and he's got the balls to take it on. Most people don't have the balls to take it on, and so this is where you see, you know, Trump, you know, tried to play inside baseball and go on get along with some of these people that he brought in the first year, and Bolton got passed over several times, and uh, guess what? Bolton's no BS. He's just no bullshit, and he loves the country, and that's it. And he knows these people are friggin' liars. He, kn- I mean, it's not his fault they're friggin' liars, you know. But I, you know, you can't turn a used car salesman into some sort of, uh, you know, uh, MBA from Wharton. <laughs> he knows what he's dealing with, and um, and 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 the world leaders are real pissed because. Uh, the biggest sucker in the world's gone into retirement now. You know, I mean, Barack Obama just God, he damaged the country. Damaged now, speaking, it so of, speaking of Obama, speaking of Obama, you've worked in D.C. You've done a lot of legislation. You've done a lot of different lobbying work. You've done work in D.C. Oh, check now a headline article out today. Now listen to how sick this is: the Ob- Obama campaign bundler brokered the mega million dollar Netflix deal for them. How sick is that? Right. Well, I mean, that that's the way it goes. 
And 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 that's that, that's that's the tentacles of of the deep state or the swamp or whatever. That that happens all day long. It happens both sides. It happens both sides. Uh, it's the fact that they're all. I mean, I have as much problem with establishment Republicans as I do with the left. In a way, a lot of times, at least the left, you know what you're getting. You know, establishment Republicans are just still so afraid to stand up for their beliefs and their. You know, so, you know, it's just, you know, it just, and then the statement today is, is, oh, we're not going to have any type, what was the word, Netflix isn't going to have any sort of political tones or, or, you know, or trying to convince us anything politically that the the Obamas are going to be such great writers. I I can't wait for that. I hope they totally bomb, but we'll see how many zombies are out there. They're going to fawn all over the crap they produce just because it's produced by them. We'll see, <laughs> but I hope the marketplace speaks, and uh, I hope there's a backlash against all this stuff. You know, the one thing about the Internet is we can vote with our feet. Yeah, and here's the thing. Real quick, Michael, I know you have to go, but I want to ask you about one more topic, and I know, you know, you've been, you know, you've been around the Hollywood scene. You've been around the, 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 the Washington, D.C. scene. You know, Morgan Freeman, I mean, we're, they they're they're cutting ties with all his sponsors pretty much. I mean the fucking guy's life I mean, at this point is he may never work again. And and we've been seeing this with all these big name people that all, all it takes is a simple accusation and then all and then we keep seeing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all these women keep coming out. I mean, Jesus Christ. I I mean Morgan Freeman is one of the last guys I thought this would happen to, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, this this is this is where this is because we have a very un, uneducated populace that gets confused with the fact that they think that if someone deserves, if you think someone deserves due process, uh, they think you're a terrible person. I mean, this is a cult of people that think, you know, I mean, they, they would they they don't understand that O.J. Simpson deserved a trial. And that does not mean that you're okay with O.J. Simpson. We this is a it's an educational problem in the culture, and these people yeah. are going to learn the hard way because nature doesn't lie, and it'll slap you in the face as hard as it has to to get your attention. And at one point, what goes around comes around, and some of these people are going to get theirs, and you know some did already, um, but you know th- this is the whole the, the whole big problem. It's just another example of what happens when we raise these kids without understanding who the country is, well, then you're a sucker and you're able to be manipulated really easily and you don't understand the difference between, you know, free speech and speech where you're held accountable for what you're saying. But that doesn't mean you should be punished for what you're saying as far as not being able to say it. Consequences, fine. You know, no one's saying... For example, with Rosanna Day, no one's saying she they didn't have the power to fire her. Sure they do. They did. Private company, fine. But there's such a double standard is the problem, and there's no due process. And because we don't teach due process, and that's a problem. So we're going to raise these little tyrants, these little spoiled brat tyrants are going to take over, and I'm kind of glad I will be an old guy and maybe not here. <laughs> Yeah, and and real, real Michael, last thing. Wait, you had something, somebody had something to say? Nope. No. Okay. Michael, What's the last real thing? quick. 
you work on the inside. What's your whole thoughts on the FBI uh, investigate? You know, with the whole informant thing. I mean, you know how dirty this is. You've worked, you know, inside DC. Um, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, look. It, it, I never asked you. You've been getting on ratcheted up. It's getting ratcheted up, ratcheted up, ratcheted up, ratcheted up. But here's what the race is. The race is yeah. to the November election because everyone that's afraid of being held accountable now knows how do I not get held accountable. We don't know how these animals think. We're just seeing it, okay? So if yeah. the house turns blue, then all these investigations yeah. will be shut down. And then you can have endless punditry, but no one gives a damn about that as long as they don't go to jail. And they don't care yeah. about all the hot air out there. All they care about is not having real accountability. So, you know, we're breathing down the election, and we're in this huge – many, 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 many people in Washington do not want to have accountability as part of the, part of the equation in that town, regardless of what party they're in. And this is what makes me nervous about Sessions. So there's a whole lot of people that are in leadership that pull these strings – and you're seeing them getting all nervous, and they're terrible, and they should be held accountable because they're hypocrites. These are, the, these are the cowards that hold everyone else accountable. These are the cowards that put innocent people or, you know, or, or, or just go nuts on their prosecutorial discretion and overreact and turn the other cheek to bad lawyers, bad judges, bad politicians, corrupt, 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 because they're all in the club together. And then, boy, now it looks like they might get in trouble. And look at them whining like a bunch of little babies. And they're just a bunch of bully cowards. And so it's a war. And war is not fair. And so the next thing you do is try to kick the can down the road and try to make the house go blue so these investigations will be stopped. Uh, Because you're not going to see... You know, you're not going to see Woodward and Bernstein out there reporting on this. So, uh, but but there is, you know, I don't know where where the where the OIG report is and the timing of all this stuff. It's a big, big, big chess game with yeah, huge absolutely. Stakes. Well, Michael, um, it was a pleasure having you on, buddy. Uh, Michael Doherty, everybody. Uh, Michael, if you want to announce anything, go ahead. Feel free. Um, people can find you. You obviously have a new book out as well. Well, no, the books. No, the books next year, and the the the, the crazier things get, the more that deadline goes down the road. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, it's the Devil Inside the Beltway. The Devil Inside the Beltway dot com. The books in audiobook, ebook, hardcover, softcover. It sells as good days when it came out four years ago because it's just a story about how the government works and nothing's changed. Um, and I, you know, so I, um, and, and that's basically it. It's just, just go do that and figure out and learn, learn the real story. We don't have enough true stories about how the government really works, and we haven't been taught about it in the last hundred years. And that's why we get so confused by this stuff. And that's why these people get away hoodwinking us. And that, that's what I like to focus on. I like to focus on, like, let's get the truth story of what goes on there. And, and then it'll take a while to unwind it. But. So, DevilInsideTheBeltway.com, guys. And thanks a lot. All right. Very thanks, good. Man. And they can find you on Twitter. What's your Twitter, uh, Michael? Tell everybody. Uh, Doherty MJ. Okay. Doherty MJ. You can just look at the website, too, because it's hard to spell my last name. <laughs> it's D-A-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y-M-J. But you can go to DevilInsideTheBeltway.com and click on it and you can get them there. Thanks. All right, man. Always, always a pleasure. Have a good night. Uh, Michael right. Doherty, everybody. Thanks, thanks, man. Take care. Thanks, man.
Michael Doherty, everybody. Great guest. Great guest. Always uh, gives great insight. Gianni, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Josh, are you there? You know it. Mike Zolo, my buddy, are you there? Yeah, man. God, so you guys, so, um, Jesus Christ. So, you know, it, it's been quite, it's been quite the day. Um, I do want to, I do want to get any, you know, Josh, you, you wanted to, you know, you haven't said, you, you wanted this, I don't know, I know you want to say a little bit, you haven't said much, I mean, you've said a little bit, but I know that, uh, th- there were some things that, uh, you wanted to mention, uh, just, yeah, yeah I mean, I, the guests have been fantastic today, first off, I don't know what the heck that one caller was, uh, but, I couldn't stop um, laughing. you know, Dude, I was I I, I I I had the weird stunned look on my face of like I can't tell if this is a planned joke or <laughs> so. Uh, but you know, the way I figure it is, I really think this red wave this red wave is coming, and uh, you know I'm doing my best to kind of move you know move it in. It I, continues to rise, man. It continues to rise. It does, and I can't I. Uh, the thing is, I know that the Democrat media isn't ready, and I cannot wait for all those right. fantastic compilation videos that are going to come out of them all freaking out again like they did in the Trump election. And I, yep. I, I'm just so excited for my, my YouTube uh, viewership that's going to be happening because it's going to be a good time. So, um, you yeah. know, it's, um, I, I'm just excited. <clears throat> Absolutely, man, 100%. And uh, I have a for everybody that uh, doesn't know, and uh, I'm getting, you know, Gianni, Mike Zolo, <clears throat> you guys are going to be strongly involved. Josh, you'll be involved as well. I'll be coming out with my new media company this week. Um, it's called The Next Gen USA, The Next Gen USA, and it's going to be a very similar uh, look, you know, feeling to like Breitbart, InfoWars, Fox News. It's, it's very well done. I, I'm spending a lot of time building it, so um, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of video. We're going to be doing a lot of videos, a lot of shows, uh, breaking stories constantly. It's uh, it's going to be fun. So I'm very excited for that. So the, the fact you brought up YouTube videos, um, you know, uh, we're definitely for the show for the website be doing for the news site be doing a lot of videos. No, I'm uh, I'm super hyped to be uh, to be able to be involved in that, and uh, you know it's uh, it's just get, it's going to be another needed real news source. Um, so yes. I think yes. you know not only are we excited, but I think everyone else should be as well. Oh, absolutely, and I'm taking it to the next level. There's no doubt about it. I have all these different um, strategies and different um, visions for it, and it's going to be perfect. We we have a and we have everybody. We have everybody, you know, great on board, and and, and it's it's just it's perfect. It really is. We got a caller calling in seven one six area code. Let's see who's calling. Thank you for calling the Rory Sauter Show. How are you? Who am I speaking with? Hi, uh, my name is uh, Scott. How you doing? Scott, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. What's going on? How can I help you? Good, good. Uh, you know, I was just going to talk about, you know, the, the licensing, li- like licensing laws. Let's talk about licensing laws. So, like, you have, like, a license to cut a haircut. Do you think that's, do you think that's right to have a license to cut a haircut? Do you think that someone can learn in their home and then go off, you know, and just start 
selling haircuts without, you know, the government regulating it. What are, what's your thoughts? Is that a real question? Is that a real question? That's my question, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on, like, let's say I want to cut hair in my house, and I learn, I learn from someone that knows, and I just start cutting hair, and, you know, there's no license with it, and I start making money and have a great business. What's your thoughts on that? Go for it. I, yeah, I, I mean, but, like, but, you, but the government eventually, you know, will find out if there's a lot of people going to my house. So, so you think that we should work to, to you know, go – you know, go go to the government and be like, hey, I don't think we need licensing laws, or maybe like you can pass in the state. And like, I think like small things like that will help poor people, like you know, work their way up. Like we talk about capitalism, the system that you know people work their way up. But like, there's things like that that just like stop people that aren't as wealthy to work their way up. Like, I think yeah, I think I, it's a thing that we can start talking about. Yeah, Scott, this is Josh here. I can I can uh, answer that di- directly. There are so, especially by the Obama administration, but. Also, the Bush administration before it pushed in ridiculous um, things like that, where you have to have licenses to to function as a business. And it's, it's you know Ob- the Obama administration specifically raved over and over again how they lowered the taxes for small bin- businesses and they're helping the small businesses out. And in some ways, they were monetarily very small. Obviously, a lot of that got switched back with other things where it hurt them, but. On top of all that, they had more regulations by the federal government on small businesses of all different kinds. So in my opinion, the, the easier we can make it for anybody to just be like, yeah. hey, I have this skill that I've discovered, whether or not it was taught by a professional or my grandmother. If I have a skill and someone's willing to pay me for it, I shouldn't have to go get a, pay money to get a license and then pay to have that license you know, kept up, I, it, it should be wiped clean or lessened a ton. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And I think that, the, you know, you know, in the end, regulations actually, you know, with, with like big, like your small regulations, hurt the small businesses and help the big businesses. And this is what makes this, you know, that sort of, I guess if you talk about it, like, you know, sometimes it's all over when I say this, but like there's a wealth gap. And it's because of things like that. Like small businesses used to thrive, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And now, you know, I, um, you know, I'm from I'm from New York State. My uncle's business is struggling there because of all the high taxes. You know, raising minimum wage. And, you know, I sound like you know I'm so like you know intolerant or you know I don't care about poor people because I want to not raise the minimum wage. But it should be different. It should just be like that's where you start and you get skills. You don't need like exactly. people. Oh, they should have trade schools. So you know. You bring you bring up a Here's great the, point because I've always said I've always said minimum wage is, is always a starting point. It should always be it should never be a permanent yeah. solution. It should never be a permanent solution for anyone. And the fact that all these Democrats want to raise the minimum wage, it's only going to push business owners to hire less people because they don't want to pay all that money. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's logic. You, you know what I mean? More automated systems. You know, I'm with but you. I'm with you. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Donald Trump's president, and he's cut more regulations than the last four yep. presidents combined in two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's doing he's doing stuff for the economy. There's a lot of people that can you know do more things, but um, there's definitely a lot of work to do. And I think I would love right. to you know <laughs> love to have someone have President Trump on the show and talk to him about like licensing laws. Like we need to bring up it needs a grassroots movement between whoever with this small government stuff. Like we need to, we need yeah. to keep shrinking the government showing that self-reliance needs to be a thing. Like it has to be. Right thing. on. Man. Oh, 
Absolutely, Scott. Yeah. And Scott, your first time calling in, correct? Yes, it is. Oh, excellent. First time listening to the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the first time. Um, you know, I was actually a poli sci major. I went to a, a SUNY school, uh, SUNY Fredoni, actually. And uh, it's one of my passions. And, you know, it, it took a while to get in and uh, finally into, you know, politics a little bit. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, I've been into politics my whole life, but, like, the poli sci major just. You know, just made me just care a lot, and you know, sometimes I get upset, sometimes I get sleep at night because I'm just sick for the future of this country. I hear you, man. What, you know, don't it uh, stuff keeps me awake at night as well, especially politics. It's all I think about twenty four seven. I mean, it it yeah. goes through yeah, my mind constantly. Fan, but yeah, but but I definitely understand that, like you know, sports in the end, it doesn't mean as much as you know how the government's regulating us, how the government's watching us, spying on us, you know. It's it's big. The government the government just you know overdoes it. Like it's a sports game in the end. But I do love sports. I have, you know I'm from the Buffalo area. I'll say I'm from the Buffalo area. And you know what? I, I yeah. do love my sports teams. I do love my politics. And you know it's it's more important in the end. So. Yeah. Very very well said. Excellent. Very nice, yeah. man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. I I appreciate it. Um. Yeah. I man. This is that's awesome. Um. I I love. Uh, you know, you're a very smart guy, very, very great background. Um, so, so real quick, have you, um, how long have you been listening for the whole episode? Um, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to the whole episode, you know, and I just uh, picked the time to call in when it was, it was a little low and, uh, Josh has been doing a great job too. So just called in and, you know, I think we've had a great uh, discussion, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes, I think. And I would love to keep going and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. You can stay on the line with us. There's, yeah, no problem with that. Um, yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I was just, you know, going through certain things. I mean, you know, like we were talking about, there's going to be a red wave. I mean, you know, history, history was proven. You know, history was. If you looked at history uh, during the 2016 election, everybody said Hillary Clinton was going to win. Hillary Clinton was going to grant win. Trump proved history, and here's the thing: Trump proved history wrong. Trump won, and I see the same thing happening with this 2018 midterms. Everybody says history says the blue wave's coming, but I think history is going to be proven wrong, and it's going to be a big red wave. And I mean, we're we're seeing the polls getting closer and closer. The polls are changing. I've seen that. Yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago, the Democrats had a double digit lead. Now the poll numbers are only down to a three-point lead for the Democrats, which basically is within the margin of error. So if you look at it closely, it's, about a, it's, a, it's basically a tie. So um, you see all this momentum coming from, the, um, you know, from us, from the Republican Party, and it, it's working. And it, it's, it's not the Republican Party anymore. It's the Trump Party. It's, it's, the, it's the Trump Party. You know, Trump has created his own... Uh, his own party. I mean, you know, we got so many rhinos, we got so many phonies in in DC. Um, John McCain, for you one, know, you know, John McCain is definitely a rhino, and, and I, oh, I have he like needs John to McCain. go to sleep already. John McCain needs to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of John McCain, quick announcement. Speaking of John McCain, Cindy McCain, his wife, oh God, I'm about, I'm so pissed, is about to take over his Senate seat. Uh, she's likely to succeed his Senate seat here in Arizona. Great. Oh, my uh, God. When, when, yeah, when he know, retires. We got, so we, 
Oh, you like some politicians, you know, we have the George, we have the Bushes, whatever, you know, it, George Bush, you know, let, let's talk about it. The Iraq war in the end was a mistake. We understand, you know, maybe Saddam was a dictator, but, but the destroying of the country was a mistake. And, you know, George Herbert Walker Bush raised taxes and said he wouldn't. So, like, these dynasty families need to go away. The Clintons, the Bushes, you know, send them out. See you later. I'm yeah. sick of them. And, you I know, mean, the McCain's is another one. Yeah, I mean, look, and look at all the great things that are happening. Like, like, like for instance, today there was a, a, an article out saying Trump's tweeting got Saudi Arabia to drop the oil, the prices of oil, um, because he was. Um, it's un, it's unbelievable, guys, that the the prices of oil came down because of Trump pointing it out to Saudi Arabia. I mean, stuff like this is making our the economy. I mean, this this is just the small stuff that's making it boom. I mean, it's incredible. And and also, here, here's another thing that's absolutely um, amazing is all you look at all of these investments and all of these co- other countries that are wanting to do trade deals with us, and it, and it just keeps going. Like it it doesn't stop all of the amazing things that are going on. I mean, it it just keeps going and going. Like we just keep winning and winning and winning. And uh, oh, by the way, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Mike here. But by the way, Trump is about to hit China with massive tariffs next week. I think I was just reading. He's about to yeah. hit them with massive tariffs because they're um, they're trying to act uh, you know tough in negotiations. So Trump's gonna yeah. <clears throat> Trump's gonna hit them with massive tariffs. Oh no, what's then, going on? Uh, they're gonna hit massive tariffs, and they'll yeah, go back to negotiating table really quickly. I promise. <laughs> yeah, and look at you know what I want to talk about real quick, guys, and you guys probably all follow this. Tommy Robinson was sentenced to 13 months for basically standing outside of a courthouse. Do you, Do you mind if I speak on this real quick? Because I first yeah, Josh, off, go ahead. You got, we got three was, and a half minutes left in the show. Go ahead. Yep, I'll go. I'll go real fast and real uh, quick here. The last yeah. time that he was put in prison and was in legal trouble, I actually donated uh, a substantial amount of money because I believe in him so much and what Rebel yeah. Media is doing. This is such a – it shows what the breakdown of a country looks like when socialism and uh, radical Islam is extended into the whole country, and that's what the base yep. is now. Tommy Robinson was thrown in jail because he was outside reporting on a a, a Muslim rape gang who were kidnapping and raping British 13-year-old girls, 13 and younger girls. He was reporting, and he didn't even say that they were rapists. He said alleged rapists in his video. As soon as he said that, this is an Islamic gang. As soon as he said that, 13 police rushed up to him, surrounded him. As he was still, everything was still filming. He was filming out as a camera. He was taken, and they threw him in the back of a van and drove off with his team still yeah. just watching filming. It's a travesty. Yeah. yeah. This it's is insane. what happens. This is what happens when mass migration of Muslim, uh, Muslim refugees and Muslim savages are pouring in, uh, are just invading countries the uk has no borders it's open borders and this is what happens and when people like tommy robinson people patriots who love their country try to expose what's going on because these muslim savages are raping women raping young girls 
you know, it doesn't mean all Muslims are bad, and my language is very strong on this topic, but, but just for him exposing the truth, he goes to jail. The West has fallen, but the United States will not fall. But if Donald Trump did not get elected, it would have fallen already. Couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to Tommy Robinson and his family. I, uh, I, I, I can't wait for until he gets out. I hope he gets out early. But this is just a complete bunch of, you know, bullshit that they did to him. Oh, it truly is, man. It, it's, a, it's a total setup, and it's a total frame. And just imagine if Hillary Clinton would have became president, we would have turned into fucking uh, – we would have turned into what's going on over there. Muslims would have been invading our country. I mean – we, it would have been, I mean, we would have turned into that sort of scenario, and it would not have been pretty. We would not have had a country absolutely. left. Nope, you're well, absolutely this, that's, right. Dude, that's what their goal is. That is what the left's goal yep. is, to bring in as many illegals, yep. refugees, Muslim yep. migrants as they can, and destroy yep. America. Yeah, it's disgra- it really is disgraceful, guys. It truly is, and it's, it's scary. And it's the whole George Soros tactics and the whole... <laughs> the whole George Soros ideology. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a scary thing facing our nation right now that uh, we're addressing. And GOP voters have even said immigration is the most important issue right now. So, I mean, everybody's wake. People are waking up. You know, this is, this is uh, no joke. Um, and I'm glad we have President Trump in, in office dealing with it, uh, the king of immigration. I mean, he's doing a great job. But, guys, uh, we're out of time. We will all be back tomorrow night. We'll have a big show. Um, everybody, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit my site, thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. You can also visit rorysodder.tv. Also visit makingchristianitygreatagain.com. And that's another one of my stores. But my new media site, the Next Gen USA, will be launched this week. And I'm excited to share it with all of you. We've got big things planned for it. Again, I will see you all tomorrow. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. I'm Rory Sodder. Uh, thank you to all my guests. We had a great show. We got a lot taken care of. Um, and God bless you all. Um, take care, guys. Cheers. <laughs>